This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. This month, we've been talking about the whole subject of abundance, and we've been talking about what it takes to be in that abundant place. We've been talking about the importance of spending time with the master, being in God's presence, so that we, in fact, can be filled with the abundance of his spirit in terms of the fruit of the spirit in terms of the mind of Christ and the character of Christ. And we know that God does provide for our physical needs because he is Jehovah Jireh. We also have been talking this week about being called and set apart. Last time I was talking about Dr. Martin Luther King and how he was called and set apart. So today we're going to extend the conversation on being called and set apart. I want to remind you that God has a purpose for your life, and God is the one who's determined the times and the seasons for your life. He has called us, and he set us apart for his purpose, and our whole existence on the earth is designed to discover that purpose and to fulfill it and to live it out. We know that in Jesus' case, he came to the earth with the express purpose of dying to be the sacrifice, the Passover lamb for all of humanity, so that one time the sacrifice would be made never to have to be made again, and it would cover all the sins of the people of the earth, both before time, in his time, and after his time until there is no more time. That was his calling. He came to die physically. In our case, we're called to die daily, not in a physical sense, but in other ways. So when we think about Luke, the ninth chapter, verse 23, Jesus is reminding us that anybody who desires to come after him must deny himself take up his cross daily, and follow him. This means that if we desire to follow God, we die to our own will, we die to our own desires, and we remember that Jesus said, whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for his sake will actually find it. So that's a daily thing where we're losing our own will into God's will for our life. Another way that that's expressed is in Romans, the 12th chapter, verse 1, where we are called to be a living sacrifice. And we're reminded that that is our reasonable service, to be a living sacrifice. Now, when God calls us and separates us out, He does so very often through a process that is accessed 
through the power of prayer and even fasting. An example of this occurs in Acts, the 13th chapter, and we see that the members of the church are all assembled and meeting together, and what they're doing is it says that they ministered to the Lord and they fasted, and in that process where they were fasting, God said to the assembly and said to them, separate out for me Barnabas and Saul. It was there that God was commissioning them to go on a missionary journey that he was going to send them to, but they didn't get the instruction. They didn't get the direction until they were in this period of prayer and fasting. And it says, once God revealed the message, that they continued, they fasted and prayed, they laid hands on Barnabas and Saul, and then they sent them away on the mission to which God had called them. So when we talk about being set apart, this is a time and place where God is directing. He's saying where he wants you to go. And he's also saying what he wants you to do. And he's the one that schedules those divine appointments that you're going to have along the way. So even in the workplace, as a workplace marketplace ministry leader. It's no accident that you're living in this time where you're living. It's no accident that you're in the company where you are. Even if you're not there to stay forever, God has a reason and a purpose and a season for you being there now. There's something you are to give, and there's also something that you are to receive. There's something that you are to see that makes a difference in the rest of your journey. When we think about Jesus, he did the will and the work of the Father and not his own will and work, and he repeatedly said that. When we think about the Levites in the Israelite community, they were the only tribe that did not have a portion of the land distributed to them, and the reason is because God himself was the portion of the Levites. And if we think about that as members of God's royal priesthood, and even that is kind of an interesting juxtaposition of words, because in the Old Testament times under the law, you could be a king or you could be a priest, you wouldn't be both. And yet in our New Testament times, we are part of the royal priesthood, which means we serve in a kingly role and a priestly role simultaneously, almost in the order of Melchizedek from the first covenant, because Melchizedek was a priest forever, and he was also a king. And so we are now living out still those days. In that role, God is today also even our portion as well. And if you have God, you have everything that you need because God owns and has everything and has access to everything and whatever else he might require, he can create. And so we have no lack as long as we have God. And that was the message for the Levites. Don't worry about where your next meal is coming from or anything. You do, as we say in the New Testament, seek ye first God and his righteousness, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added unto you. Because God had provided 
a way for the Levites to have their food and sustenance through the system of the tithe. So when you are dedicated to God, when you are called and set apart, time with the master is important for direction and for further access to his abundance. So I want to remind us that we really are special vessels in God's kingdom and special vessels for his use. And before I mention that closing verse, I want to say to you, you might be thinking about the calling that you have. You might be thinking about the purpose that you have, the way in which God has set you apart and dedicated you. And you may be thinking about what's the meaning of it? What is the purpose of it in my current workplace? How am I to live that out in this workplace and to be a blessing in this workplace, even if there are challenges, even if there are difficulties? And I want to invite you to consult with me. Contact me if you would like to have a conversation about what does this mean for you? What's the evidence that God has called you out? And how do you hear more perfectly? how to manifest that calling on a day-by-day basis. We can talk about that plan in your organization so that you leave the legacy that God is calling you to leave, that your workplace is in a better place than it was when you got there. You're leaving people developed. You're leaving people resourced. You're leaving people inspired and prepared to continue to add value. And you also know what your next chapter is about and where God is calling you. So if you want to talk about that, please contact me. You can contact me at www.transleadership.com slash apply, or you can call me at 719-534-0949, extension one. And I look forward to hearing from you so we can talk about what your set-apart mission looks like. So I want to read 2 Timothy, the second chapter, and verses 20 and 21, and it says, But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. So it's time for you to be prepared for every good work, to be a vessel for honor, sanctified for the Lord's purpose. I look forward to being on that journey with you. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.